0: Ohio people with Mennonite views, and they're going to give us some missional news. Ohio Ohio Conference Conference Cast. You are listening to Ohio Conference Cast, a podcast dedicated to sharing missional stories and other information about Ohio Mennonite Conference. Here are your hosts, Thomas Dunn and Bill Seymour. Welcome, everybody, back to Ohio Conference Cast for another installment in our Ohio Conference Cast mini-series, Stories from the Hinterlands.
1: Of Pennsylvania.
0: That are missional. (laughs) We'll have to contact our number one fanboy and producer about what he wants to name his series, but for now... I think it's too late. We're in the room We made the decision. We'll pass it over to Lucas and enjoy the next installment. All right, I am sitting here with Nate... Uh, He is a member of the missional discipleship groups from the first round, and he's still involved. Nate, what can you tell us about the missional discipleship groups? Nothing.
1: Wonderful. This ain't ain't live,
0: is it? This isn't live. (laughs) I'm also not going to edit that out. I thought that was hilarious.
1: (laughs) I find them to be absolutely wonderful when everybody is contributing to what they need to be. Wonderful.
0: And do you feel that's problematic?
1: I think it's always problematic because we're people.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Wonderful.
1: (laughs) Once people start seeing it be effective in their lives, they start making it priority. But I think that's all determined by um, how much you put in, how much you truly are putting in your studies, how much you're opening up with people, how much you're praying with people, how much the group's being effective and doing what they're supposed to do. If
0: you were asked by someone whether they should get involved in, in a missional discipleship group, what would you tell them? Absolutely. They should do it?
1: Absolutely. 110%. Right. Wonderful.
0: Do you think that all Christians should make disciples?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. You think yes. we're called to make we're disciples? We're called. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. if you read Scripture, God called us to make disciples, uh, to spread the gospel. And those are two things we do not have a choice in. Right. I think it's something where. Is that God's? I mean, you get into Calvinism and Arminianism and all that. I think we always get into Calvinism. So when you get into into that, I mean, mean, maybe technically God calls them to be discipled from their sensei. (laughs) It's
0: it's wrong with you.
1: (laughs) A lot. A lot is wrong. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. Good. Um,. (laughs) What can you tell us about the groups? If someone didn't know anything about it, how would
1: you explain it? I mean, I can speak for my group, and I know a few other men that are involved with other groups. I think it's, at least for our group, it's a safe place to show love. Um, And it's hard to do when you have men involved because we always have egos and carry this hardness uh, that we have to be tough and we have to be hard. And, you know, I mean, when we break down all that toughness, there's still a servant's heart that is inside of all of us. And with that, I mean, we're people, man, and we all struggle. So um, it's awesome to be a part of a group where if you take the church and what the church was supposed to do in Acts, and you even take the word rebuke, Okay, we take that word and we're all like, oh man, that's it's a harsh word. And repentance, like, oh goodness, heaven forbid, you speak of repentance. That means I did something wrong and I need to change. I mean, repentance is a great thing. We can change. We get to. And the same thing with rebuke. Like, when you think of rebuke, we automatically want to say like, oh, you're rebuking and you're throwing. Like, no, rebuke is something that we can take and... And uh, we can do it in love if it's done right. Everything we do should be in love. If I know you, like you're in my group, and I can focus on you and say, "Luke, I know these are problems, and let's rebuke these problems because they're not of God." We can do this together. We can do this in love. And I think as like you look at what the church has done uh, in the past, and it's—I mean, rebuke has turned into a dirty word. It has. It's a—it's a Christian (laughs) cuss word. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so re- if you say, "Hey, man, rebuke that guy," like, really? you think you're going to throw a guy. brick at yeah. him? And like, <laughs> I, re- I rebuked him hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So I think I mean, like, if we truly look at what rebuke is, I mean, it's just to hold our brothers and sisters in Christ accountable. In this case, Absolutely. it's our brothers. And uh, so it's it's like saying, "Hey, man, like, look, if you struggle with this area in your life, if you if you struggle." With an area in your life, we can bring it to attention. We can pray over it like Christ wants us to. And I think it's easier to do in in groups of three, five, six. You know, when you're doing it as a whole church group, as a big family, it's a lot harder to come up front and say, Hey, look, man, I'm struggling with pornography, and that's an issue in my life. Because it's like, honestly, it's touchy. And there's more men that probably struggle with it that don't as far as lust and those issues. So you bring something that real to the church, in front of the church – A dude could lose a job, Uh, like you know. So it's it's closer uh, to do it in a close and and handle it in a godly manner. Like okay, we're praying and we're holding you accountable to this, and we will rebuke this sin in your life. So so it takes it much more personal, and yeah, which is
0: possible to do in a small group of three. Well, it's designed to be three guys, but of course we have five now. We had three, but now we have five. We didn't split right. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes but, we're uh, still practicing yeah. that we're, we're, we're trying to figure out how to split <laughs> this is,
0: but uh yeah um but just having a small group of people you have the ability to actually genuinely share in each other's lives so i've always said if you if you don't have a real relationship with someone you're not holding them accountable when you tell yeah. them about their sins yeah. you're spouting off Absolutely, but uh, being in these groups, we have the, the actual opportunity to be in real relationship with each other, where you can come to me and pretty much say anything, yeah, yeah. as long as you do it in love. There's the worst thing that'll there. happen is I'll get offended, yeah. and then I still have to look at you next Thursday. Yeah, oh so, man, and that's know. painful
1: in itself. <laughs> but there's a, like like you you know you you build that trust. You trust somebody. You trust that they're coming to you in love. And you trust that you can come to them in love, whether it's a problem or you need help. And that's something I think that that we've we've muddied over the church. Like I want to make Luke the best Luke for Jesus. I want you to make me the best Nate that I can be for Jesus, right. so that way I can serve and be utilized like Christ wants me to be. Um, and, and you sometimes you can see my flaws better than I can because I'm standing in them. You're standing outside of them. Right. So and, and in that, like we've built a relationship where I trust you. You could come to me and be like, Hey, you're and a butthead and like i can be like okay instead of taking offense to that i can be like you know he's coming at me in love like and and i understand that absolutely
0: so uh nate i know well these people don't know yet but i'll tell them uh that you do mission trips um to mostly romania at this point yeah how would someone contact you about taking a mission trip to romania
1: uh how would they they could uh facebook um you could salt church uh it definitely like so our church Alone, it's one of those crazy charismatic churches. So. <laughs> right,
0: which which never, never is a point of, of conversation for us. Which is all. so beautiful. I, it I, is. I, I love
1: honestly it. want to add to that. Like, I mean, the the MDI is designed for a, a specific thing, but like, no, the the well, it's okay. designed
0: for Christians, and we're doing that pretty well.
1: Amen. And that's yeah. and that's a, that's why it's successful. I think that's why it's 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 been so successful. I do prison ministry as well, and and Kairos is. Uh it was it was a catholic based thing but they they've done so well oh, absolutely. uh with non denominational and keeping it um just christ based yeah so and, and that's where you find your success you take you out of it you take denomination out you of it you take
0: my pet theology out of it and you just
1: well i mean you have to keep Whoa. some type of theology but uh, uh, that's half oh, i'm a not re- de-
0: i'm not rejecting <laughs> doctrine I don't have that ability.
1: Uh, I will rebuke no. you later, Luke.
0: <laughs> good. <laughs> Looking forward to it. But, uh, no, I, I just mean the uh, – my pastor, Rob, once said, uh, the closer you are to Jesus uh, – it was uh, t- discussing working with a multi-denominational group. As he said, the further they got from Jesus himself in the conversation, the more conflict got uh, oh, came up. Uh, yeah. When they were first starting to write a statement of faith together, it was focused on Jesus, and everyone in the room was in agreement. Yeah. And then when you yeah. make those concentric circles going out, the further you get out, the more there is to disagree wow. about. That's good. But the closer you're focusing on Jesus, the less there <laughs> seems to be to disagree about interdenominationally, yeah, that, which I is mean, awesome. When it's all about Jesus, that's when we all seem to get
1: along real well. It's all about Jesus. So you take you out of it, and that's half of the problem is – taking me out of it and then things seem to be a lot easier in any area in life whether it be mission work or discipleship or whatever you take you out of it i mean even in our group there has been issues and it wasn't the issues weren't uh it wasn't it was me like and i and i was thinking it was other other issues like but the fact of the matter is is i was the one taking offense it was me and when you step back and you look at it and you have to take you out of it. How am I not doing this properly? How am I right. not showing love to somebody the way that needs to be shown? Right. And and Which maybe is question four: How have you showed yeah, the love yeah. of
0: Jesus to others?
1: Absolutely. And uh, like and in that, it's. I mean, I think I'm doing it properly, but it was about me. And it right. wasn't about how Jesus would show love.
0: I've noticed that's been uh, any time I've had a problem with my ministry at all. It's always been when it was it wasn't about something scriptural. It was about my preference. Yeah, yeah. And like, well, they're not doing that the way I like it. Yep, yep. And uh, and I I didn't have a chapter and verse for that. I just didn't like the way they were doing it. So
1: <laughs> yeah, if there's an yeah. issue, there better be there better be there chapters.
0: better be a chapter yeah. and verse. But yeah, any time I've had an issue with with anything I was doing as a ministry, it's actually and because I made it about me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or I well, like, like there
0: the was like someone was doing it.
1: There was a guy at church service that spoke, a guest speaker, and uh, he said it was beautiful. He goes, you know, if you want to listen to the Lord, everybody's like, how do you hear God? He goes, read your Bible. Yeah. I mean, like, everybody wants to get so overcomplicated on how to hear God's voice, and it's so simple. Man. I love that
0: you're my charismatic friend that's telling me this. That's wonderful. <laughs> But no, I agree with you. One, I agree with you completely. I believe that the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us. But absolutely, trying to hear God with your Bible closed, uh, my friend always says it's like trying to get a text message with your cell phone shut off. All right. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. And yes, sir. Uh, yeah, thanks I for having me. Appreciate you. Yeah, have a beautiful day. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Lucas, and our Pennsylvania, Ohio conference folk. Ohio people with men and I views, and they're gonna give us some national news. Ohio, Ohio Conference, Conference Cast. Cast. Thank you for listening to another edition of Ohio Conference Cast. We would love to hear from you. Our email is Ohio at gmail.com. Ohio Conference Cast is brought to you by the Ohio Conference Leadership Team, along with Norm Sohar, sound engineer, Megan Sohar, voiceover, Ann Lehman, publisher, and our many guests and
1: listeners.